Hello and welcome to another episode of Dev Dive, a podcast where we try and unravel what lies behind development. Today we are discussing masculinities and the role of men and boys in advancing gender equality. I'm your host Anushna Jha and with me is my co-host Mareen Shah. Hi Mareen. Hi Anushna and hello everyone. Today we have Sagar Sachdeva with us. Sagar works with the Youth Parliament Foundation and he leads its program on masculinities. He holds an undergraduate degree in English from University of Delhi and a graduation in sociology. At his program he works on building public engagement models with young men under the Mardunwali Bath program. So hi Sagar, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi Mareen. Hi Anishna. Hi. Thanks for having me. Father, tell us about your journey into the gender space and if you could start with the first time that you realized that people of different gender were perhaps treated differently. Yeah, so uh, I I mean it's hard to decide a first time when I noticed it but early on in life uh, there were times when I could somehow tell that something's going on when uh, girls and boys were being treated differently in my household and my family where uh, so I grew up with a cousin sister who was exactly my age and uh, we used to play with her little kitchen sets and her dolls and we would always just hang out together all the time and we had elder brothers who would always be outside playing cricket uh, separately and uh, from there I can remember that uh, while I enjoyed being with my sister and playing with her I was generally moving towards a group of uh, elder boys where I was required to play outside but she wasn't really allowed to do that and and uh, it was more of a question of who is being encouraged to do what and uh, playtime was one of those spaces where i saw that a lot of times there were differences in the way i am treated in the way my uh, sister or uh, other girls around me were being treated so for instance we used to go cycling a lot and uh, i really felt even though a lot of girls around me were allowed to cycle i realized the radius in which i could go around was completely different so while they might have like a two street limit to where they can go around their house i could go around to somebody's else's house like 3 kilometers away come back whenever i want to and those things slowly and slowly started increasing i started growing up and uh, many more restrictions started happening around the uh, girls around me and it just started becoming more visible to me right. so that's i feel gender is something i started identifying it was much later in life when i really started identifying it as something called gender as something that is not okay because i also think back think that all of those differences were act, it seemed to be favoring me more in right. the sense that i seem to have more freedom i seem to have less frustration with those restrictions and so on right okay. and when did you decide to work how did you uh, enter this space as a professional so yeah my work engagement with gender actually started very differently in terms of uh, gender as a concept and my engagement with it uh, started with more of a resistance to gender and feminism in the sense that i have questioned uh, so very early in my education i have questioned whether uh, feminism is something that is important that is needed why do we need it you know those very general questions that i've seen a lot of young people and a lot of older people ask that what is what does feminism even do so that's where my engagement began from this early desire to sort of reject feminism and then 
slowly learn that it's actually when you start really engaging with that topic i realize that it's actually something we need to engage with much more at a much broader scale and that has been a journey that is still ongoing over many many years about say i don't know i think about 10 years now since i asked that question and uh, from there to now it has more been about what else can feminism be how can it be much more than we are imagining it and what is the best role i can play in this conversation so my first my initial engagement with this topic started when i was studying and i slowly and slowly started taking more interest in studying gender so towards when i was studying sociology i tried to engage a little bit more in depth in my work on gender i would try to bring uh, in my thesis writing how i can look at gender and slowly i started moving towards work so i just decided that maybe gender and feminism at any kind of community level is something i want to engage with so i just took a deep dive really when it comes to work that uh, there is something i will i was just pretty sure that there is something i will be able to do or able to learn from this space and usually my way of looking at my work on gender is that i want to learn from this while i'm doing this work mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. i'm uh, bringing something to the table i also make sure that i leave with a new uh, idea or a new concept or more information on gender that helps me sort of ground myself more in my gendered realities wow so sagar at the program that you're working with um so it says that you're working with young men under mardwani program where you work on building public engagement models with young men so it seems something really interested and we would like to um know more about how do they work yeah so uh in my work that i have been doing for about uh 3 years now in mm-hmm. delhi mostly urban contexts has been to work with young men on the issue of gender and masculinities and how that works is that uh, we try to what what i have tried to do in my work is to create some kind of strategies or some kind of methods or conversations in which we can basically bring young men into the room when we talk about so you gender. design these models yeah so uh, from okay. designing conversations from uh, designing these strategies to or, uh, sort of figure out what is it that the content will be of that conversation and what is it that we want to really uh, get into uh, mm-hmm. i am the designing process i'm also part of the implementation process and so on so mm-hmm. what i have tried to do mostly in this work is to sort of create spaces and create conversations where young men can mm-hmm. come in and talk about gender but also in a way that sort of relates to their realities as well right. so uh, what we basically the, the first question where uh, we start this work with is that why is it that why would any men want to talk about gender and equality and masculinities what is their bias so and and that is a question that often comes from a lot of young men that i have worked with in the past in uh, different workspaces as well and uh, from that question we were able to sort of recognize in the previous uh, engagement i had at a different workplace was that uh, a lot of times if we want to speak to groups we need to identify what kind of affiliations and what kind of relationship do certain people value more in their life and we were able to identify that 
young men actually uh, in specifically urban context for sure would value friendships much more than many other relationships so very specific homo social groups of cis men get formed in urban communities where a lot of validation is sought where a lot of men sort of seek uh, each other's acknowledgement and acceptance in performing many uh, masculinities also so uh, what we would do is we would try to have young people young leaders within communities who could sort of reach out to all the young men and sort of uh, speak to those friendship networks and bring them into a conversation on gender so if i have a group of friends in a community about 20 people 25 people and they like to spend a lot of time together so it is not really up to me to pick out individuals who want to talk but actually just talk to them about their friendships and then let's make the conversation more gender because it's not like the gender is absent from their realities we just need to sort of identify it from their lens so it has to be a space where they bring their realities to the table and then we start the conversation right yeah it's very important to create those safe spaces uh, so sagar what have been some of the responses that you got from these men so from conversations in workshop spaces in training modules that we used to hold and uh, towards say more community setting meetings and activities the kind of responses we would get would actually range on this uh, very rough scale i used to have in my mind uh, which was of complete disinterest to uh, completely uh, becoming and taking up a more of a hero role in the community which was something that we both of those things were not the intended outcome of those things and there were many people who were somewhere in the middle who want to give a little bit of time because they are interested in this conversation and they do want to bring about some kind of changes in their own lives to people who actively want to campaign for a uh, more equitable relations in their communities we have all sorts of those responses that we would get but what i uh, would say is that uh, a lot of those responses would also come from a place of being socialized into very unequal relations into very uh, misinformed notions around gender and masculinities so for instance uh, a lot of times the conversation on gender wouldn't start from say often we will see uh, talking about sex and gender would be a good first step to talk about gender but uh, in these workshop spaces where the first conversation would be about uh, men talking about how they feel that street harassment is a problem faced by men more than women and that women don't really get harassed on the streets and and these would be backed by some kind of statistics right so i i remember a lot of times uh, people telling me that 80% men uh, 80% of street harassment is actually done against men and that percentage would become 95% in one workshop and become 70% in one workshop but it would just keep coming up so then we decided that we need to figure out why these statistics exist out of nowhere when the actual realities are very different and the kind of responses we would get would also be informed by such misinformation which is actually you know you get these messages floating around on whatsapp amongst these men's groups again those friendship networks are virtual also right yeah. so uh, everyone's read a message on whatsapp that gave them that statistic of some sort so uh, what we were 
actually working with was not just uh, people who have been socialized into certain relations but also a whole network of information that seems to have created many people and including all of us i can i mean if we on another day i can tell you all the things my family groups shares with each other right so that's the kind of uh, conversation that we would do and the response would then be a lot of people wanting to know more the the great encouraging bit about uh, talking with men and boys about gender equality is that we found a lot of will to know more and to find better ways of learning for themselves so we would actually encourage people to first talk about their realities and then collectively try to make sense of them from different lenses so if you're trying to understand masculinities the conversation has to start with what people understand with masculinities in one room how they are performing it every day and then sort of try to see how do we want to now work with it do we want to change it do can can we make it a better experience of having a gender having a certain expectation from ourselves because it's it's a fairly easy step to talk about what kind of expectations uh, society has from men and those are the kind of conversations that men are very conscious of being a provider studying uh, well earning well even uh, being a sexual provider all those kinds of expectations men are very aware of but once those come into conversation i think the response is that do we want to do something better that creates expectations of ourselves so when we talk about what is it that we expect from ourselves is when some people are at a loss because that is not something that happens that kind of conversation doesn't happen every day in every circle they go so then that response is generally quite encouraging that they 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 want to follow it up they want to do another process where they can talk more about it so and that's what pretty much encourages me to reach out to more and more people and give them that sort of like conversation where they can sort of inform each other about those expectations and that that i feel can be helpful in building conversations on masculinity also that's indeed very very heartening to know i was wondering how you uh, reach out to so who are these men how do you reach out to them are they necessarily those who are interested in some way or the other in gender so uh, in my experience of working in different settings and organizations uh, there are many ways to do it so in a community setting the way to do it is also to make the whole process a little more youth led so instead of just going to each and every person in a community and talking to them about gender the ideal way to go about it in my experience has been to have young people at least a handful of young people who would be interested in this conversation engage with them deeply uh, because often like we are in a situation where we want to talk about i we want to talk to say 5000 men or 10000 men about gender or the other right. side of the spectrum we want to talk to 100 men but we want to spend more time with them and engage more deeply with them like so how sustainable is our conversation is also we need to think about so if we spend some time with young people on how do you engage with more and more people how do you hold these conversations how can you create more spaces then we have more people who are creating those spaces right and that increases the number of spaces being created as Absolutely. well as a uh, more relatability to that kind of space so uh, as a young person if i were to ask myself will i respond to a space that is created by another person who i feel that relates to my realities better who i feel is is going to not just tell me what to do but also going to give me space where i can tell what i want to do mm-hmm. i will want a space like that right so if we have a lot of young people who are willing to take up this work then i think they can reach out to many more people so as i say that uh, 
always with especially working in young men peer groups are very strong influences on each other and that would be one way where we can sort of uh bring them together and collectively think about how those strategies could work so from designing conversations from designing strategies from designing what kind of spaces would look like i think all the young people who are actually doing this work or willing to do this work they need to be able to enable to build all of these conversations themselves and that's the more democratic way i feel would be more engaging even on a conversation on masculinities because our content is all about dispersing masculinities into more and more plurality and democratizing it so sagar we live in a patriarchal patriarchal society and mm-hmm. you know the work that you are doing um there are a lot of um, taboos and you know um misconceptions or uh, preconceived notions regarding the work that you are doing so what are some of the challenges that you are um facing so in terms of uh, challenges that we face is a that of really making content and conversations more relatable for the people we are engaging with so uh one big challenge that i have seen in my work and then that this is the work i have directly done in terms of conducting workshops in terms of uh, organizing many community action uh, projects and so on is that previously a lot of my work was limited to account for people's reality so by by that i mean a lot of times uh, conversations on gender would be stuck in a gender binary and the Yes. excuse i call it would be to talk about uh, to make it a little bit simpler for people who have never talked about gender but i also realize that it's probably then there not going to be a, another day when we get to actually talk about how gender is not a binary right mm-hmm. so in that sense i felt that there are many challenges where a uh, lot of programming in fact does not really properly account for gender being a spectrum of identities Secondly I also feel that a lot of times we end up talking about gender so much that uh, a lot of times we do not talk about anything else so the, more, the the aim is to talk about masculinities but we only end up doing that in the gender context however uh, and this is some research also that happened last year that was conducted by a group of people at the YP foundation where I currently work mm-hmm. is uh, was a research on identifying many different intersections of identities within masculinities so uh, after conducting a research in up in different cities uh, it was realized that masculinities is not just informed by gender but also an intersections of gender and caste gender and religion gender and class gender and sexuality so uh, all of these intersections together make experiences of masculinities that a lot of times programming seems to uh, completely ignore uh i i can give you an example of this was that uh, many a times uh what different hierarchies men have amongst themselves could uh, could be manifested in one instant where a person from an upper caste background mm-hmm. will affected to uh beat up a person from a lower caste because of any kind of instigation they may have felt and if they do, do that uh so that upper caste man will be looked down upon will be frowned upon by people from his own caste community so uh that there is an expectation from that man to perform that violence and there is an expectation from a lower caste man to perform a a masculinity which is lower considered lower in the hierarchy 
so uh there in 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 the places where this kind of research was being conducted caste did emerge as a very strong informant on their masculinities and so on with religion with uh, sexuality and many other identities so and the the problem was identified in that whole research was that maybe in a, at a lot of levels in our programming uh, the conversations that we're trying to create we are probably not addressing uh, these intersections in as much detail as we only talk about gender mm-hmm. so a uh, new challenge that we are facing is that how do we create those conversations now and we have started some work on it uh just a uh, clarification so the research that you mentioned was uh, conducted in up right yeah it was conducted okay. in uh, lucknow banaras and uh, aligarh between okay. 2017 and 2019 all right so for our listeners who are not familiar with india up is uttar pradesh a uh, state uh, in india the other challenge that i did talk about was that uh, creating spaces that are also participatory and are also not very preachy is important so Absolutely. as i said telling men what to do probably is not going to work and it's probably not the right approach because that kind of uh, learning that kind of uh, information has to emerge from within the experience of the participant in at, in any kind of process mm-hmm. so now i would say what we're trying to build is a more experimental public engagement where we're trying to explore different kinds of pedagogy where we're trying to explore more and more intersections that inform masculinities and try to really see that whether we can actually hold conversations where we see masculinity not simply tied to a gender of being men and boys right because a lot of times one big issue is that when we just consider men and boys as participants in a masculinities program which men and boys are we talking about are we talking right. about cis men and boys because that's the implication always so as an example do we ever think of masculinities and trans men and what is what are their experiences of talking about these issues mm-hmm. is something that is something even i haven't dealt with for a time enough or in depth enough to actually comment on what those experiences are being a cis man myself So what we're trying to do now is to create spaces which are not just simply workshop spaces where somebody tells somebody what happens mm-hmm. but uh more exhibition spaces and we're trying to do this online and offline where anybody who's visiting an exhibition or an engagement space has the option to interact with many different uh objects or many different modes of learning because many people do learn things differently we want a space where there's audio visual materials there's games there are workshop spaces also available for more in depth discussions there has to be uh some kind of just uh, say materials to read and engage with so it has to be a space which accounts for people's learning uh, modes with people's learning preferences as well as offer a space which really tries to account for many different ways masculinities are constructed in our society and for them to decide which kind of thematic they want to engage with so masculinities and romance masculinities and relationships how does consent and masculinity relate to each other if you want to learn about body and masculinity there is space for that and trying to think like as many thematics as possible but whatever interests somebody has to be what they learn and then decide how they want to proceed with that engagement and how in depth they want to make it that's really wonderful uh sagar what can individuals and communities and families because they are 
really gendered spaces what can they do to create such more such conversations and more such spaces where men and boys uh, talk about gender and engage in uh, equality okay so uh i cannot give you one right answer for this because i'm sure Absolutely. if you ask as many people they'd give you as many answers yeah based but, on uh, your experience yeah so well, yeah based on my experience what i can suggest is that really going back on a lot of things i rambled about would be uh try to sort of think through how we can make if if you if you if you're a person who's has the opportunity to create any kind of conversational space for somebody i would suggest try to think intersectional and try to think a little more youth led in terms of who is deciding what is being talked about and deciding how diversely we what we can talk about so that would be really helpful for uh bringing more people into this conversation i just think that for men to join the equality struggle one thing is really that we need to remember is that how do we build better allyship is how we're going to decide the future of this work uh, working with men and boys kind of engagement exactly. because we also for for instance i don't think men for gender equality is a parallel movement that is going on with the feminist movement uh in that i think that what's more important is that men and boys join feminist movement more and more to challenge the privileges that they themselves have and i think what's really really important to focus on in any conversation we do is to really talk about our privileges as well as our vulnerabilities i don't see myself or any uh cis man that i've generally inter- have interacted with as just a perpetrator of violence but i also don't see myself or any cis man as a vulnerable person only there are many vulnerabilities that people have based on their gender identity also but uh, i think that it's really important that we address both of those as much weight they deserve so in my engagement with gender the one thing i've learned over the years and it took me a while to learn it and i'm still working on it is to also at every step find out where my privilege is in any situation and also check that privilege so that kind of uh, engagement with gender and masculinities has sort of helped me also and I, this is what i tell everyone that create a conversation have a conversation but talk about both of those things and there can be a lot of constructive things that can come out of it and that's and that's also a way to avoid a men's rights uh, sort of activism that we see on the rise nowadays where men are yeah. feeling like they are at the negative receiving end of feminism which is entirely false but a lot of people genuinely believe in that narrative it is it is indeed very important and it is uh, extremely important that all of us you know also realize that men too have a gender which often seems to be forgotten in this conversation that we have about gender equality where women end up talking to other women about women really wonderful work that uh, you've been doing so congratulations on that and all the best for all that you plan to do and thank you for being on dev dive thanks so much anushna thanks marie glad to be part of this thank you so much sagar for joining us today and speaking with us because like anushna said you know there are not a lot of men that we see around us who are so thoughtful and sensitive and 
who are ready to openly talk about um, the issues and the topics that you're working on and you are trying to change the society around um, around you so thank you so much uh, once again and um, that's it for today thanks uh, everyone for tuning in and um, please stay tuned for our next episode till then enjoy the weekend and stay safe bye